welcome. Welcome to another episode of Truths Be Told, the podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Mullen. And guess what? I'm feeling really sick right now. Yeah, I feel like complete and utter dog shit. Yeah, I had um, a flu shot yesterday, and I am now experiencing the side effects that sometimes come with getting a flu shot. And those side effects, they are hitting me like a fucking truck. I barely slept last night. I had a low-grade fever, a pounding headache. And so now I'm just uh, recording this from my bed, feeling extra achy and extra sorry for myself. Yeah, but I don't regret getting the flu shot. And if you haven't gotten your flu shot, go get it. You probably won't have the experience I'm having. And it's just a good thing to do. I don't regret getting the flu shot, even though I feel terrible right now. Guys, the one silver lining that we can take away from this is that even though I feel horrible right now, it didn't stop me from recording this podcast for you. Why? Because I missed you all so much. I did. I was on a little hiatus, and I just couldn't wait any longer to get episode 25 out into the world. So here it is, episode 25. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Truth Be Told is a comedy storytelling podcast where I have amazing guests on the show who tell true stories from their life that revolve around a theme, and the theme changes up every episode. So this episode's theme, are you ready? It's pretty fun. Juicy, juicy, juice. Uh, This episode's theme is feuds and frenemies. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's nothing more juicy and delicious than watching a feud. Perhaps a celebrity feud that is playing out uh, in the public eye and in magazines. Or maybe a feud between two people at your office place, or at school, or something like that. It is not fun to be a part of a feud. It, it's, uh, it's actually very stressful. Or to have frenemies. Do you have frenemies? You know, like a friend who's also kind of your enemy? Honestly, I'm too old for that shit. That's too high school for me. Frenemies. Um... If you're a type of person who has frenemies in your life, just just please take it from me. Cut that shit out. Cut it out. Don't treat people like shit. Don't let other people be two-faced and shitty to you. Just, just you know, step away from the problem by not having a relationship with that type of person. You deserve better. You really do. You don't deserve to have people in your life that you don't know how they truly feel about you. That's exhausting. Anyways, uh, this episode is is really fun because even though I don't have any stories about feuds from my life, uh, I got great guests on the show who have stories of feuds from their life. Real feuds and also fake feuds. You'll see what I mean. It's a great episode. I have some lovely guests on the show. 
but like I said, I have no story to contribute for this episode, and I'm not going to try and contrive one. So I think we should just get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, number 25. But first, firstly, I want to tell you guys about a dating app. Yeah, I want to talk to you about a dating app. Because I want the listeners of this show to find true love. And, and that's how we have to find it these days, guys. We have to get apps on our phone that help us meet other people so we can feel feelings of love. Mm-hmm. And there's so many dating apps, so how do you pick? Well, sometimes you just got to try new ones, new ones that are doing it a little bit differently. I recommend a new dating app called Hi, spelled H-I-I-I. Yeah, it's fun. It's different. It's not just the classical dating app where you're just going into people's DMs and being real creepy. Uh, No, this one's kind of different. It's a dating app that involves icebreaker games and quizzes. Yeah. So why not show off your sense of humor and your personality while getting to know somebody? That's the great thing about this app is that you can you can show that side of yourself. It's like um, getting to know someone over Cards Against Humanity or uh, playing one of your favorite board games with another person. And you just get to showcase yourself and do something silly and fun and not too serious. So yeah, there's these quizzes you can take. And actually, uh, the people at the app, Hi, reached out to me, and they had me make a quiz. No joke, they had me make a truce be told quiz, which you can take if you want. I could make a quiz about anything. And uh, the quiz I chose to make because, well... I'm just a goof, and this is just my sense of humor. I made a quiz called, What Type of Emotional Terrorist Are You? Yeah, so just for fun, why not find that quiz and uh, find out what horribly toxic um, behaviors you exhibit in romantic relationships? What do you resort to to be a total nightmare in your romantic relationships? Uh, you can find the quiz by going to hi.com slash told, And then you can take it and find out which type of emotional terrorist you are. Uh, maybe this is why I have trouble dating. They say, hey, make a quiz for a dating app. And I'm like, emotional terrorism. So yes, that's H-I-I-I dot com slash truce be told to find that quiz and make sure you download the app and um, chat with people, get to know them, create a profile. And there is an option for not available for dating if, if you're not single. Try the games, try the quizzes. It's just fun. It's just good old fashioned fun or new fashioned fun. I don't know. Hi, dating app. Do it, guys. Okay, so you know that if I'm going to have an episode about feuds, then I have to, I have to reference one of the greatest Hollywood feuds of all time. 
Actually, no. This is the greatest feud of all time. It is so funny. It is so petty. It is so nasty. I I love it. Um, it is, of course, the feud between Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Um, these two Hollywood leading ladies went throughout their whole career without saying anything nice about each other. It's just nasty, 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 and it's iconic, and I love it. Because here's the thing. Modern-day feuds between celebrities, you know, they're shady. They will throw shade at each other. It'll be kind of vague sometimes. You kind of have to pull it apart to see the insult or figure out what they're referencing when they say something. It's all very underhanded, which is fine. But what is kind of great about this feud is that it is just... They're not coy whatsoever. It's just amazing one-liners that are shocking and absolutely insane. Um, Most of those one-liners that I enjoy are actually Betty Davis talking about Joan Crawford. And so, naturally, with such a saucy feud, I could not pick just one quote and I've picked a couple for you guys it's it's worth it uh here's Betty Davis talking about Joan Crawford why am I so good at playing bitches I think it's because I'm not a bitch maybe that's why Miss Crawford always plays ladies the ego on that woman that is fabulous I love it okay here's another great one um Betty Davis said about Joan Crawford. She has slept with every male star at MGM except Lassie. <laughs> so good. Okay, last one. This one is just this one is just insane. Um Joan Crawford passed away and Betty Davis said this. You should never say bad things about the dead. You should only say good. Joan Crawford is dead. Good. (laughs) Who who says that to someone or about someone right after they've died? Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, oh, my God. God, it's exhausting. It's literally exhausting, but I love it. I'm living for it. I'm here for it. It's great. Okay, guys, let's get into this uh, episode all about feuds. My guests have great stories about feuds. I do not, but uh, it's going to be a fun ride regardless. Here we go. I am sitting here with RJ City. RJ is a wrestler. Oh my God, you're a professional wrestler. And also you are an improviser and an actor and a writer and you do so many things and, and, a, and a rock on tour. Yeah. That's what you wanted to In be described ways. as. I'm a renaissance man if the renaissance was useless. If it was all made <laughs> up of things that didn't forward society at all, that would be me. That'd be you. Yeah. And uh, you seem so nice, and I'd almost say demure right now. Yes. But on stage, you play a heel, don't you? Yeah. You're like a... I don't know anything about wrestling, but you're a mean one, right? It's just... It's clown. 
It's just violent. It's the like Commedia dell'arte. Yeah. Same thing. It's just with hitting. The and the punchline is always hitting. So in that sense, it's easier. Oh, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But you always play kind of like the bad guy. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm guessing people cheer for that. They like that. No, some people do because it is fun. It's fun. Yeah. But um, I try to give them something that they really legitimately don't like. I used to be your improv teacher for a brief yes. time. Yes, and then and we had a falling out. What? No, we didn't. Well, I don't know. You said used to be. Like, there were some big things. No, I stopped teaching classes. Well, yeah. I, we never had okay. a falling out. And then uh, recently we did a, an improv show together, yes. and you were judging, and you went into full heel character, and I have never seen you be so sassy, so quick, so cutting. I was like, wow. It was amazing. And then yet, the audience is at first shocked. Because it disagrees with what they, you know, whatever. But so I, I take a swing at you, metaphorically, not physically. And then you, you swing back. Oh, I did swing back. Yes. Wait, what did you say first about me? Uh, well, I said, because I was rating your scene. And I said, everyone else is great. And Lindsay, I love as a person, but as a comedian, I can't stand her. Actually, oh god, I was standing with some of the other improvisers when you said that, and they all did like a guttural, oh, like shit, you gotta say something back. And then it was fun, the whole night we were just taking shots at each other. You got that woman in the audience to call me a douchebag? Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, You're very good at playing a heel. Thank you. I feel like if you were um, a stand-up comedian, you'd be the best at destroying hecklers. Yeah, sure. That's a compliment. I guess so. I try not to be aggressive, though. It's weird being, like, aggressive. No, you're sassy. Sassy, yeah. You're very sassy. Um, Okay, so you have a a very magnetic personality, and it draws to you interesting, odd other people. Yeah. Sometimes even famous people. And you you have... um, a wrestling partner, I suppose, right yes. now? Yes. Yeah, we team. You team together. Uh, and it is David Arquette. Yeah. Who, because I'm not into wrestling, right. for me is known as Monica from Friends' former husband. Right. Also and, did the wonderful AT&T commercials. Yeah. And also, oh, he's uh, he's in uh, Scream. He's in Scream. He's in C-Spot Run. Oh, Yeah. Uh, uh, what else did he do? I'm just going to list things. Uh, oh, his father is an actor. His sisters. Oh, yeah. Of course. Patricia Arquette. Yes. Oh, and he's in the episode of Friends where he stalks Phoebe. Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen any of his. No, what? I have seen uh, some Come of his on. work. Anyways, he, he does wrestling? So he did a movie in like 2001, maybe, called Ready to Rumble. And it was a wrestling movie. And as a cross-promotion, he went to a wrestling company and became their champion, which was a bad idea because it was a bad look to have, like, an actor just walk in and become the champion. So now, 18 years later, he's decided to enter wrestling the right way. Okay, and now, interesting. All right, so that's bizarre. Yes. New career path for him. Yes. How do you fit into all this? Because you're a wrestler from Canada. Right. And you do shows around town. Yeah. And so, yeah, in the States, In the too. States, and yeah. how does this all happen? Um, so his friend, he has a friend who is a fan of mine, and said, if you are looking to get back into wrestling, like you should follow this guy. So he followed me on Twitter, which is weird, and then he started commenting on all of my tweets, because I tweet about very odd 
Don Knotts and things of that nature. You're like B. Me. Arthur. I love old Hollywood. Yeah. You and me are very similar. I think we, when I said to you that you and Dave Arquette's feud was like um, uh, Betty Davis and... And Joan Crawford. And Joan Crawford. Yes. You really took to that. Um, <laughs> so he started commenting on all my stuff a lot. So I decided to have a little fun, much like I did with you. And I called him out. And I don't think he knew how to take it. And then he responded. And then it blew up on Twitter and turned into this whole thing. And then we wrestled in Hollywood a year ago. Okay, you just skipped to it. Oh, I'm so sorry. So suddenly you sorry. just... So you, had so a, you then just we knew met, him from Twitter. We met, yes. And then we met... And we, then we started texting back and forth. And he was about to do this thing. And I'm like, well, then we'll, maybe we should, you know, get together so and talk. what were the things you said on Twitter? Like, you were, like, oh. taking... Jabs at him. I felt that he overacted in Muppets from Space. <laughs> I felt he upended the uh, entire production. Stuff like that. Rosanna got involved, his sister. Uh-huh. We, uh, you know, not aware of what is going on at all, which is amazing. So she was really defending him. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I said I'd make her more forgettable than her appearance on Charles in Charge. Uh, so I went for it. I went. And you guys started making videos, too. We started making videos. You'd send each other videos over Twitter? Yeah. He got his son involved. (laughs) Was he good at it, too? Um, no. But I I will say this. He is responding, and he's, he's, you know, reacting to my asshole nature. So when I come on as a strong antagonist, you're immediately in his corner. Right. No matter what his response is. It's hard for him to be a bigger asshole than me. He's just responding. So went back and forth. We met in New Orleans at a big wrestling thing. Uh, and we talked there. We met again in Detroit because he was going to all these wrestling shows. He wasn't wrestling yet. And then he started training. Were you scared to meet him the first time? Like No. You, no, you no, weren't I even like a little scared nervous. to meet him at all. It was a weird circumstance because I met him. And then we taped this thing I do where I have coffee in my underwear. So on Facebook, I do a thing. Sorry, okay. this is a lot. Maybe you should no, have like a pop-up great. video. It's great. Um, so within 10 minutes, we're in our underwear having coffee together. But then it was one of those weird things where we seem to have an odd Laurel and Hardy-ish chemistry. You do. You yeah. guys do have a very fun chemistry. And it made me like David Arquette more because it looks like he has a sense of humor about himself. Oh, Absolutely. Um, and there's certainly a lot of material in his life. Uh, and it comes from this weird place of him, of us being, you know, unlikely people. Yeah, you're unlikely friends. Yeah. Are you actual friends? Because you feud in the ring, your whole thing is that you're enemies, that's your shtick. Yeah. Are you actual friends? Yeah, I would say anytime you wrestle someone, you become, you develop a, a new relationship with them. There's a physical intimacy, surely. I gave him a black eye. Which is, what? I thought yeah. it was fake. Is yeah, you know. Well, he's not a wrestler. <laughs> he did not protect himself as he was supposed to, and and whatever. Um, so once you give someone a black eye, and you can still talk to them. You develop a bond. I wouldn't say it's it's fully affectionate, but there's certainly a bond there. And now we team. You like all over him. the place. I do. I do like him. He is very frustrating as a human being. He's Why? not. Well, he's not. It's like all of a sudden we're roommates as far as like we're travel buddies. What's like, he like? A 12-year-old boy. Really? Yeah. And I mean that in a good way, but he's still 12. He has a joy and an innocence and a naivete. 
Really? And a very, uh, let's say yes, and then we'll we'll worry about it later. And I'm That's the opposite. Lovely. Yeah. So, I'm not that kind of person at all. I'm like, let's talk about this for a very long time, and then hopefully we won't have to do it at all. So, yeah. Well, sounds like you balance each other perfectly. Yes, but in that, you know, the conflict, we lean on each other in the conflict. We have to spend a lot of time together. I'm seeing him for four days. We're going to have to spend four, four days in Milwaukee, <laughs> as young couples often do. <laughs> um, RJ, how old are you? Thera will be... Th- when does this come out? Oh, uh, I don't know, but it'll probably be a little while, so you probably... Have- I'm going to be 31 next week. 31? So I'll be... I will be 31. You'll be 31. Yeah. And how old is he? Uh, he'll be 48 in September. My God. Oh, have you met Courtney Cox? I did. From Friends? I did. Uh, he had to go to the house for something, so I met her. Uh, she was delightful. She made me a coffee, a cappuccino, and halfway through she blew it and she knew she blew it. Uh, and oh, it was like not she tried good, to do yeah, something was, nice and it well, didn't really work Well, out. she did do something nice. She yeah. just didn't do it that well. Oh, that's nice. So... It was easily the worst cappuccino I've ever had, and I think she knew that, and she was embarrassed to give it to me. Nevertheless, as a guest, you really gotta drink it, and we got through it. I haven't spoken to her since, but I'm sure there's a lot of embarrassment on her part. (laughs) Um, But I am friendly with the rest of of David's family, Uh, his wife Christina, and his boys, and uh, his mother-in-law. And the fam. My God. Yeah. You're really in there. Yeah, I'm, I am. It's this weird... You the, the rest of the family. Uh, his wife, Christina, said, I'm their adopted wrestler. Oh, that's which nice. Which is very sweet. So, can you tell me about feuds? When you have a feud in wrestling, do audiences really get behind it? Is that why there's so many dynamics? Like, like do people write to you about your feud with David? Yes, yeah, and people participate. How? Uh, usually online or at, you know, at a show, whatever. They yell and boo and cheer and things like that. So now we team, and we're continuing the feud by teaming, which is weird. Um, I can't stand him in the team, so there's a lot of conflict while we wrestle, uh, which makes for a very interesting match. Um how many people do you think are cheering for him versus you? Like, do you think say, it's 50-50? No, I'd say 60-40. Oh. What would make a person, what would possess a person um, to thinking that they want to be the heel? Why do you want to be the villain on stage? Um, that's a great question. I think it's probably easier to just, like, embrace rejection. Oh, it's not vulnerable. Right. It's not vulnerable. So if we go to my worst case scenario and I can live there, it's probably less damaging to me. All right. Probably a giant coping mechanism. Oh my God. Um, No, but I think it's more in tune. If you're a bad guy, all that means is you're not giving the fans what they want. So what they want is usually violence and aggression. And ultimately, like, that's not my nature. Yeah, you're sassy. I'm sassy. And I don't think I'm intimidating in an alpha male kind of way, right? Um, I've never been, like, the bar fight guy. I talked people out of having a bar fight once because it was Tuesday. I was like, guys, nobody's going to fight on a Tuesday. (laughs) It's a horrible (laughs) Thursday to Sunday. All yours. Have at it. 
fucking Tuesday, guys. So that's always been inside of me. So I enjoy letting that come out in the most uh, incongruent of circumstances. So now you have this touring thing with David Arquette. Yes, so, it's a road show. So strange. You uh, are going to Mil- Milwaukee together. Old Milwaukee. Perfect. Um, and you wrestle and it's fun and you have a whole shtick. Yes. Which is exciting. Um, but this isn't the first time that you have uh, found yourself making famous friends. No. Hopefully it'll be the last. Because I don't know who else <laughs> is left. After Dom DeLuise died, I said I didn't want to meet anyone famous anymore. Oh my god, you're so sassy. Um, you are friends with Paul Rubens. Yes. Also known as Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Um, how did that happen? I remember this was, you told me this years ago, and yeah. I was fascinated by this. You're like actual close personal friends with him. Yeah. What can you tell me? <laughs> um, he's a wonderful person. I met him at his Broadway show. He did like, I think it's the, the Pee Wee Herman show. It was live on Broadway. And I... Was, this is the... They've remounted it, I guess. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was a weird thing where like I was sitting like in the third row and the seat in front of me was like empty. And it was like the only empty seat. And he was like, we kept looking at it during the show going, why is nobody sitting there? And he like saw my face. And some people, he, sometimes he just meets a bunch of people like after the show and says, hi and blah, blah, blah. Kept seeing my face, and they were like, uh, bring those people back. So it was like me and my cousins, and we're all like... Wait, you were just... Someone tapped you on the shoulder and said... Yeah, the security or whatever. It's like, oh, come backstage. And we're all like, what? So, uh, of course, we thought, like, this is a mistake. You know? Yeah. See, they, I clearly, he thinks I'm someone else. Some great wrong, a comedy of errors is about to unfold. But he came back, and there was a bunch of people he was meeting, like kids and whatever... I was like, hi, how are you? And just talked to us a little. And he's like, what do you do? I was like, oh, I wrestle. And he just had done a promo spot on Monday Night Raw, the wrestling show. What? So it's these Pee-wee wonderful... Pee-wee Herman was on Monday Night Raw? Yeah. They used to have guest hosts, like Saturday Night Live. So he... Weird. Yeah. So he did like a little spot. And it was like, oh. And then it turned out we, there's people we have, we both now know and have in common, you know. He was really interested about wrestling. And then, so we had that, and then we just, like, kept talking, and then, you know, he ran into people I knew at, like, WrestleMania or whatever, and then next time I was in New York, I had seen him, and we, it's just, I guess what's what's weird about it is that it's not weird. Does that make any sense? In that we have a bunch of stuff in common, and stuff so that we're like interested in. So do you, like, hang out with this person? He actually just came to see David and I wrestle. Um, in LA when we were in LA because he's friends with David and so it's this weird link up where it's like of course like this as weird as it is it makes perfect sense that these these weird people would be connected in this way what's Paul Rubens like he must be a bit of an odd duck I'm guessing yeah but I think in a in like a great way he's an incredibly like good he's an incredibly like sweet kind just a Obviously a genius type. I don't want to say genius because it feels weird calling someone you know a genius. But <laughs> but he like what? comedically he's just like he is a genius. You know he is a genius. He created one of the um, most iconic comedic characters. Yes, and similarly, it's a weird thing to think about how similar the structure of Pee Wee is to wrestling in the sense that he was Pee Wee in real life for a while, 
you know? He would yeah. make public, public appearances in the suit, and people didn't know who the Paul Rubens was. That was, like, a separate thing. Um, yeah. It's all very interesting. It's all very... And also, to have such a tragic up and down to one's career. Um, yeah. Yes. No, I'm not saying, like, listen, it's an amazing career. Yes. It's still an amazing career, but it does have drama to it. It wouldn't be the most... It certainly wouldn't be a boring memoir about no, one's career. Certainly, you know, neither would David's. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Uh, I haven't hit it down yet. Maybe I'm just down. Maybe I started Maybe low. Maybe you've been in the down the whole low. time. Maybe the realization is that there's been no ups. Oh, God. Isn't that sad? That's, that's worse in a way. Somebody wrote, tweeted to me yesterday, why do you keep getting funnier? And I said, because my life keeps getting more tragic. And yeah. And it hurt them. Um, but no. So it's this weird thing where it doesn't make sense and it's, it's crazy. But then it does because we're all in the weird, the same line of being weird. Right. So, um, so this kind of brings it up for me here. Fame is clearly, um, a thing we're talking about, even though it's not the fame episode. Uh, what are your opinions? This is an addendum to the fame episode. Yeah, exactly. This is a callback. What are your opinions of fame now that you get to be around people who live their life in it? Yeah. Does it change the way you view it? Because you have anonymity yes a certain level of it even though you've been on tmz with with david yes you do have anonymity um like fame is like a, a thing do you know what i mean it's like you'll this, have to explain like it's a game like it's separate from having money having success or even being talented at the thing you were doing it's a whole other thing like you can just be famous and nothing else like, that's entirely possible. Obviously, if you are a painter and you're a great painter and people admire your work that you get famous because of it, okay. But you could also just straight up be famous and be a shitty painter. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Reality TV show is built on this yeah, idea. So fame is just, it's, its own, it can be its own thing and it can be its own game that you can play and you have to keep playing to keep being famous, you know? Doesn't that gross you out? It does gross me out. And there's a certain thing where it's like, oh, you, when you, especially when you look at stuff and you understand people who are famous and why they're famous, you realize like, oh, I don't want to be famous. There's something that was, is attached to it, but I didn't just want to be famous. Yeah. Because I think if I just wanted to be famous, there was easier ways than being Much a professional wrestler and an improviser. Well, I, I think about this all the time, too, is because sometimes I'm hard on myself because I know that I do crave that kind of validation from an audience when you do comedy. And I go, oh, does that mean I'm in it the wrong reasons? Yes. But, but then I realize that's only a part of it for me. Otherwise, I wouldn't rewrite things that I write. I wouldn't be super obsessive and stay up to all hours to edit this podcast to make it exactly the message, the curated show I want it to be. I wouldn't put so much thought into why I'm saying something when yes. I'm creating a show. So... Uh, and I have turned things down before because I'm like, that doesn't inspire me creatively. Yeah. So, so I realize it's multifaceted. And sometimes I think my own attraction to fame is not just a sick, <laughs> dark thing. It's also, once you're at a certain level, you get to work with people that you would never, you would never have a shot at. Right. If you, like you have choices, you have 
ability to to do things that actually make you excited right as opposed to just oh god i hope i can get that commercial so i can pay my rent like yes right but i also know i just think about things where i'm like oh you see a famous person pick up dog shit and you're like i would like to be famous enough that i don't have to pick up dog shit and the answer is... Oh, I thought you were going to say, I want to be one of those Us Weekly stars who are no, just uh, like us, just picking like up us. dog They're shit. all picking up dog shit. So, but um, upon further inspection, I, I realized, one, I don't want to be famous enough to not pick up dog shit. I just don't want to pick up dog shit. Like, I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, two, the real answer is just to not get a dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? You were so smart at the beginning of all this. Like, your thoughts on fame sounded so smart. And, and, and now I, it just became about poop. No, but, like, that's, like... So when you get closer to it, you begin to see it more clearly. And what and it can offer you... And it's brown and it smells bad. Yes. Um, and the answer is, like, it can't really offer you that much in and of itself. If it's, like, an accessory to your work that you like doing, then that's nice. All jokes aside, are yeah. you a spiritual person? Yes. Do you try and detach from that egoic desire? Mm, yeah, but I'm also like in it. Yeah. And so I feel like it's hard to be... I get it. We both whiten our teeth. Yeah, <laughs> although I don't have a system. I chew a lot of gum. Oh. Which I think helps a lot. Um, but yeah, I also like just having white teeth. Okay. <laughs> this was a great conversation. I actually like... love it. I, I think we went down a fun rabbit hole. Um, thank you so much for being on my show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, wh- how can people know more about you? Should we just by Google you? To me, by being a good friend. <laughs> uh, you can Google me and a selection of things will come up. Oh, God. Clips and social media and, and uh, pictures in various states of undress. RJ City. Uh, and then you'll follow some of them. Likely, you'll follow me on Twitter, and then perhaps after a week you'll mute me, or you'll unfollow me. And if you see things you don't like, and you are unfollowing me, please message me, and let me know what tweet did it for you. <laughs> and if you want to see more Dom DeLuise content, or less. Okay, great. So, oh yes, that's it. The Dom DeLuise uh, Museum is opening uh, this what? August. Okay. No, nothing. Fine. I'm fine. <laughs> He's done. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Bye. Hello, I am with two fabulous funny ladies, Nicole Passmore and Alana Rioch. Hello! Hi! Hi! (laughs) These two ladies are improvisers, they're comedians, they're sketch performers, they're writers, they're just really talented, funny women in the Canadian comedy scene. Alana, you were... You're an alumnus of the Second City Toronto main stage. Yes, I am. Yes, you yes, were. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Sometimes you're on the Beaverton. Yes, sometimes. That yes. happens. And then, oh, yes, Nicole Passmore. <laughs> you are on Second City Turco right now. I am. Yeah. That's true. And also you perform a ton at Bad Dog Theater. I do. It's you're, true. You're a crowd favorite. I... Yeah. Yeah. She's pretending she doesn't know. It's true, I've but... been in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> she can hear the laughs. Atlanta's my whole crowd. The only crowd that matters. I must actually like your biggest fan. I'm so happy to have you both on here, and we're going to talk about uh, feuds. Yeah. Famous Ooh. feuds, maybe frenemies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my first question to you guys is, uh, have you struggled with frenemies in the past or the present in your life? Well, I'm too old to have frenemies. 
you're you're either a friend or I don't know you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, definitely I have in the past, of course. Come on. I remember in elementary school, there was, um, I used to love singing. Still do, but like, you know, you know, when you live a little and you're like, what's this voice? Uh, (laughs) as a kid, I was like a pretty good singer, but in my elementary school, there was me and another girl named Ashley who always competed for the same solos in all of choir. And she would get so mad at me if I got it. And I usually did get it over her, although she was a good singer, just because she's kind of annoying. But I remember one time we were at a, um, what do they call them when you have an, an assembly? Yeah. Yeah, brain. There we go. We were at an assembly and we were singing and she just kept trying to sing louder than me in the song and we both ended up to the point that my mom says we were the only people who could be heard <laughs> at all <laughs> in, the, in this class of like 25 both. kids That's such a great thing. how old were you oh 11 right yeah so but now as an adult and i agree at this point in our life really we can't be having that but it kind of happens just in our line of work because mm, everyone has to be on like good terms and sometimes you're like i don't really like that person but you're still somewhat I always just think of that as like treating people like humans. That's Even fair. if I don't yeah. like the per- like I might not go for a drink with you, but if I run into you on the street, mm-hmm. I think it's just like common courtesy to be like, "Hey, good to see you." Yeah. I just keep walking, but give a little smile. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Fair yeah. I don't know. I don't really have frenemies either now as an adult. And I don't know if I ever really have had frenemies, except that I always worry that maybe I was someone's frenemy. Like right. you were accidentally mean to them, or Do you no, talk shit that people, when they're not there. No, not like that. That I'm someone like that. I have been someone's friend, and they didn't like me. Oh, I always wonder if that's a thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure it is. It has I always to be. think of frenemies as the ones who act very like, mm, like. Hi, I'm nice to you, but I'm going to, like, snipe you and say mean things yeah, to you. Yeah, competitive. Competitive yeah. and really, like, in your face, yeah. Yeah. I've managed to avoid a lot of those, too, but even, like, as of late, I've had situations where I was like, I I don't know what the true face of an individual is. Sure. And it makes me nervous, and I go, like you say, I'm like, I'm too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need any of this energy. Yeah, real Danny Glover vibe from all of us. Yeah, yeah that, that's no, who does it, right? I'm too old for this shit. Oh, leave oh, right, yeah. I was leave like, like <laughs> oh, right, that makes sense. I was like, is he known for being sassy and two-faced? Is that really a friend of me? No. Well, I don't know, maybe. maybe mean yes, Girls but... starring Danny Glover. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't have the energy to find out if someone likes me or not. Mm. Like, I, if, if I think someone doesn't like me, then I go, well, I guess I won't. Yeah, hang out with them. Yeah, you know I, what I mean, like I, I just have, like, don't. Five I'm tired. Friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Same. and that's it. A few, so <laughs> very small number of close friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say I have like three or four that are like well, four that are like really tight, regular basis friends, yeah. and I think that's good. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. My mom once said, "Lindsay, if you make it to my age and you have two friends that were cons- or even one that consistently there all those decades." That's a win. Yeah. That's pretty good, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, actually, yeah. to know someone that long. I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Whose mom said that one? Okay, you know what? Now, 
now that you just said that, we are frenemies. We have a feud now. <laughs> oh, I don't deserve anything. Oh, God. Uh, so the idea of rivals, mm. I suppose, do you feel, maybe not even frenemies, but do you feel like sometimes you have rivals? I think it happens unintentionally like you're not trying to have a rival mm-hmm. but then the universe makes it a rival especially if you audition mm-hmm. for commercials oh, yeah. when there's that mm-hmm. other person who looks just like you and it's always down to you two at the callback mm-hmm. and I always I'm like well it's going to that person I feel like I have that attitude all the time about it I don't audition enough to have somebody like that so it's just everybody in the room for me <laughs> <laughs> you're all my rivals and you're all gonna get it <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, you're all here? Hmm. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, I mean, definitely, like, in general, we have rivals. And especially when people are casting, there's only so many spots. Mm-hmm. And, like, you got to keep including more and more people. And so I'm sure I accidentally have rivals. But... Oh, my God. And I always so desperately don't want to be in competition. Like, I uh-huh. always want to be like, no, you, you love and support everyone. But then inside, you're like... But it, but I want it more. Like I want to get it. I want, I want people to remember me more. Or like it's just like a dark side of you that you're like, I wish that didn't exist. But then it does. It's there. Yeah, it's there. It's. It, I think it everyone grows. experiences it to a certain degree, right? I don't know. Com- yeah. Am I bad? Competition, <laughs> Am competitiveness. Bad no. Yeah. Am yeah. I bad? Am I a bad? No. One? We we all do. We have to. Yeah. In different ways, I'm sure, but. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever known someone who's truly gracious because, like, I was at a re- uh, an audition recently and I was with someone and I was like, I hope you get the part. And they were like, I hope you get the part. And I was like, we can't both get the part. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. Like, yeah. And neither of us got the part anyway, but it's just so funny to have that, that mentality of like, oh, I want everyone else to succeed, but you also have to succeed sometimes. So you gotta have a tiny bit of competition. Yeah. In your blood. Mm-hmm. Maybe the person that got it was the one that was like, I don't know what you two are talking about. I want this. Yeah. <laughs> the one in the room who stood up and went, shut up. I don't <laughs> think it's like, it's a healthy thing for women to be in competition with each other sometimes because boys are always allowed to be in competition with each other for things. Mm. And it's like a healthy thing. And then when we're in competition with each other, it's somehow like a negative thing and I don't know if it always has to be negative mm-hmm. it gets like, labeled as catty yeah but it, yeah, yeah but I don't necessarily think those are the same things yeah. exactly. I think there's a difference between being like alright like let's I'm gonna work as hard as I can and see which one of us gets this as and sometimes to, it's gonna be you and sometimes it'll be me yeah, and that's a good nice way of and we work hard to and, and our individual working hard pushes the other person to go forward as opposed to like attacking one another for things that have nothing to do with the competition. And I I really think we get tricked a lot of the time into thinking that, that competition is negative. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. really interesting. I hadn't thought of that because even in the way it's depicted in film, you'll sometimes see men being in competition. It's charming. Mm-hmm. It's like two people one-upping each other and there's like a, a positive sportsmanship quality to yeah. it mm-hmm. but with us it's always low and dirty and like yeah. well I think that anti-feminist pe- people yeah. think yeah. that women afterwards are gonna be all bitter and jaded and nasty and sometimes we're just happy even if we were competitive mm-hmm. like one doesn't cancel out the other is that mm-hmm. what I want to say you yeah. know what words are but also having that human emotion of feeling like 
jaded or bitter like that's also fine Mm. just can't necessarily like live your life acting on those feelings but I think like we often try to push down so many emotions that are just truly normal Mm. and because we're not supposed to feel them or show them or any of those things right so it's like yeah don't hurt other people but you're allowed to experience the emotion that you have that's associated with losing well, in that spirit, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be very honest. It's truth be told, so I'm going to say it. I have, when I'm in a bad place, I have very bad professional jealousy. Mm. I get real, like, down on myself, and I, I'm looking around at all the people I think are the, the total ringers who always get the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, in my own brain, not out in public, but in my own brain, yeah. nasty, nasty, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just... There's something about what we do that I just, uh, maybe it, it, it brings people in like, like me that are in that zone and that's why they're drawn to this type of work that's all validation based or maybe it's yeah. just how it is. Well, it is funny that the two things coexist for me where I can be like, good for you, you 100% deserve that, but also why not me? What, yeah. what happened? Where was I in the mix there? So I feel that. From time to time. I'm also lucky, like, I get to do my own stuff so that I get to be like, hey, mm-hmm. nobody decides if I'm in except me. But, yeah, I, I get that a little bit. Yeah. Luckily, not too badly. Okay, but get this, because this is what I really believe. Uh-oh. Rejection is protection. Wait, mm-hmm. what does that mean? From the Whose universe. mom says that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. <laughs> You should write bumper stickers. I know. This is, this is my new career. No, I actually... So I feel like when I was younger, I used to be really concerned about like who's good and who's bad and because I didn't necessarily feel like I was very good or, or deserving of anything. And lately I've been like, every time you don't get something, it's because there's something better coming for you. And I know that that's very like, but I actually mm-hmm. think it's true. But whatever I, you need I also. really do think that that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And if you can think of it that way, that then it becomes a lot easier to be like, okay, well, I guess this is what happened. I guess that person got that thing. Yeah. yeah. My belief system constantly changing based on the mood. Oh, sure. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm like, I'm either like, I'll meet some guy and I'll be like, it's kismet. This was supposed to happen. And other times <laughs> I'll be just like... No, there's it's meaningless. The universe. Yeah, <laughs> when it swings your way, it's real easy to be in favor of the universe. That is true, <laughs> as long as the yeah. after effects are good. Yeah. You know what I just realized while we were talking about this? When I was in university, I auditioned for three years to be in like the university improv club. Yes, this all sounds so nerdy, <laughs> uh, but like the UBC improv club. And my first, I didn't get in until my third year. And the... By the uh, way, I'd love to see the gatekeepers on that club. Well... Oh my god, okay. Super cool, dude. <laughs> the coolest well, dudes you've ever met. Actually, I found out... Um, I only got in the year that there were two dudes in charge. And I found out from a woman who had been in charge the year before that everyone else who was in charge of deciding wanted me to be accepted and she didn't because she didn't like me she thought I was a bitch Mm -hmm. so I guess maybe that's like the last real frenemy I had and we did become friends and we did end up working with each other and we would laugh about that but there's always this funny tinge of like 
laughing about how someone hated you based on nothing that you did. Yeah. Someone being like, ha ha ha. Yeah, I thought you were a real piece of shit when I met you and I prevented your career from advancing in certain ways is really hard to hear even when you become friends and you're like, I like you. We get along. Uh, this is bad to hear. But here's your feelings too, to be like, oh, yeah. I wasn't received well and you didn't like me. That always yeah. hurts to find Well, of course, out it's an insult. Like, like yeah. clearly, whether or not I knew it, something I was doing made that person dislike me. Mm-hmm. Or she just decided to, but there's always a little bit there. But like, it feels bad. It feels bad to be told you were unlikable. Yeah. The worst thing that always gets me is the people I've ever... I I don't like the word feuds. I don't really have ongoing feuds. But Mm -hmm. I guess the closest thing to that that I've had, almost always, their worst traits are exactly the same as mine. (laughs) They're they're me. Yeah. I'm fighting me. It's some other, you know, brunette who's emotional and angry and like a mix of things. Like, it's me. Or it's a trait that I wish I had. That like oh. offends me that they have it, and then if mm. I really were to do some actual digging, it would be like, I think it's that I I wish I could operate that way. Well, that's I'm, always been my true thing. I'm probably more like you, Lindsay, but I always have. Whenever someone's accused me of that, like, oh, you just don't like that person because they're like you, <laughs> my immediate reaction is, how dare yeah. you say I'm like that person? I am nothing like that person. You, I probably am, but like. I guess I'm not, I know that I must be like them, but I just so desperately don't want to be and I don't see it. So I'm like, ew, no. But you know what the the sign is, is that if someone ever accused me of being something that I just absolutely know that I'm not, I kind of don't care. Like well, you're exactly. like, whatever. Yeah. But when you know that it's true, that's when the defense comes <laughs> up. And so that's like the signal of like, oh, I am. <laughs> no, I am not stubborn. Yeah. No. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, I am not overly yeah. driven, but yeah. also very sad all the time. <laughs> So just to come to a bit of a conclusion on our chat, I want to go through, just for fun, real fast, some famous celebrity feuds and get your hot take. Cool. Mm -hmm. Lana and Nicole's hot take. One sentence take. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) The verdict. All right. Here's celebrity feud. Let's go with the classic uh, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Any thoughts? My hot take is... I do not know anything about their feud. It's the greatest feud of all time. Okay, after this podcast, Betty Davis's eyes were two Betty Davis eyes, or oh, not you guys! It is the greatest feud of all time. Okay, you know what? We'll talk about it. What side are you on? No, there is no side. They're the most petty assholes (laughs) on the planet. It's the two biggest egos, and you're just like, this is petty taken to a very high level. Okay, we'll try a different one. How about? Um, uh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. That's relevant. I think that they're both very talented and they should... Oh my god! (laughs) This is the worst! (laughs) You bootlicker. This Uh, is about diplomacy? (laughs) What are you doing? Well, my hot take is... I don't care uh, about either of them. That's really it. Does Nicki Minaj even make music anymore? Woo! Shots fired! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nicole's on Team Cardi B. <laughs> I'm not! <laughs> 
Does she even make meals? Like, I, just, I, mean, I just don't know. It's a genuine question of like, what, did, what is she? What yes, but when of? People Magazine takes it out of context as a pull quote, yeah, you when, will sound like when, an asshole. When they do, for sure. Okay, for sure. new one. Um, another famous feud was... Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. That's oh, that's a, that was a good one. Okay, how do you feel about that? Okay, I, I think... After all is said and done, I'm Team Taylor. What? Yeah, I am. Really? Because their feud started because one of them stole a backup dancer yeah. from the other. Is that what it was? And yeah. yeah. And then also, I think because stole. Katy Perry started dating one of Taylor Swift's exes, uh-huh. maybe John Mayer. I really can't remember any names. Uh, but in the long run, the reason why I like Taylor better and the reason why I would side with her is because she's at least started to be like, to have like an opinion here and there that's a little bit like an adult. Whereas Katy Perry is still... Bubblegum. Bubblegum. Yes. I didn't know about any of this, but can you really steal a backup no, dancer? You like, exactly. You no, you show you up, you put them in a bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you put chloroform <laughs> on their mouth. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I, if I buy that yeah, you know, as a reason Hot to take in all of this is that why has no one given agency to the backup dancer yeah. for making their own choice? <laughs> okay. They're the real Decide. villain. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. All right. Uh, what, what's another one we discussed? Oh. Ugh. We came up with celebrity names from the internet. It was um, oh. Elizabeth Taylor and uh, Debbie, Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Okay. Oh, I'm a Debbie girl. Oh, well, we all are. We have she to w- be. She was the, oh, the victim. You, yes. But we all Elizabeth love Debbie. Taylor, she's I mean, funny and also. she's sweet. And also the, the modern version of that is supposed to be Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, and Angelina Jolie. Oh. It's the leaving the sweet America's sweetheart for the vixen who's mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all terribly sexist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See how it's framed in I, such a way that we all lose? We <laughs> all lose. Thank you, society. Well, you know what? I just learned about this because you guys told me about this before. I didn't know any details. But, um, I mean, I think the real bad guy here is, did we say his name was? Eddie Fisher. Eddie Fisher. Yeah, he, maybe he's the guy real bad cheating guy. on his wife might he's be the, the bad guy. Maker. Yeah. Okay. But I am a little bit team Liz Taylor because she's so exciting. She is exciting. And they Oof. did reconcile as old ladies. They did. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were really old. And then Debbie Reynolds loved to talk about how small Eddie Fisher's dick was publicly. It's <laughs> just great. Yeah. Um, okay, one last one. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Um, you said earlier Paris Hilton and... And Lindsay Lohan. And Lindsay Lohan. Are they... Feuders? They, they used to. They were frenemies. They were friends. Uh, and also, Paris were... Hilton and Kim Kardashian. Remember, oh. Paris Hilton used to like shit on Kim Kardashian. Is it was her marriage or her, she was now. on the payroll before? Yeah, they were. She was a friend on the payroll. Yeah. And now Kim Kardashian is so so big. so big. Yeah. But apparently, she used to just like snap at her and yell at her and throw her bags at Kim Kardashian and like just be mean in general. Wow. And now she only has 20 perfumes. Mm. So look how she has fallen. You know what my hot she, take is on this? Money makes you bad. Money makes you <laughs> bad? I really can. Rich, rich people are bad people. They, what? <laughs> I feel like if you're a bad apple to start. Well. I, I think money can make you good. But if you, yeah, if you already have bad tendencies, having a lot of power is not 
not gonna make you better. No, I don't that's think true. unless something happens where that shakes your mortality. Well, there you have it, guys. Some hot, <laughs> controversial opinions. Uh, I love that we. <laughs> I love that none of us, none of us gave into our most base, dark instincts of pitting women against each other. Yeah, we're all mm. good. Making good for we're all good, good a girls. really good, sometimes bland, beautiful panel discussion. Well, I'm just kidding. I it mean, was I great. threw Ashley Bishop from elementary school under the bus. Oh you God, really did it, and then you yeah. backed over her right yeah. after. Yeah. That was. Yeah. People, you guys never you know get a first name or a last name Sorry, out of me. Sorry, Ashley Bishop. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Shit. I wasn't even mean to her. I just sang To be quite honest her. with you, your, both of your um, actions made me very happy for both of you. <laughs> like, I just can see that you probably were the same type of person. Oh, probably. And uh, I bet you she's, like, like you now. Mm. Maybe. She's got babies. Mm. <laughs> you guys, this was actually a lovely panel discussion, and it was really in depth, and I like that. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for being on the show. If you have anything you'd like to promote, please do it now. Uh, come on and check out the Second City Touring Company shows yeah. happening. Uh, we've got one right now called Second City Totally Likes You. Oh, and come every Wednesday to Bad Dog for a show called Nice Time, which I do with wonderful actors and comedians Mark Little and Dan Byrne. Oh my god, that's, that's a, great a great cast. Show. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you can follow me on my social <laughs> Okay, she went to a really weird voice for promo. You can follow me through All right. the forest. Uh, Alana, <laughs> my take two. little cabin. <laughs> All right. Follow me on my socials. Uh, my Twitter is at Reoc and Roll. You're going to have to figure out how to spell my name to find me, and that's fun. <laughs> Great. That's awesome, guys. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks. Bye. I am sitting here with Laura Olson. Laura Olson is my new roommate. She is at the tender age of 21, and she's living in my apartment. Hello, Laura. Hello, Lindsay. Yes. Now, Laura, you're not you're not related to the Olsen twins or Elizabeth Olsen. You are your own Olsen. Correct. Yes. And you're not an actor. What, what is it that you want to be? Um, I want to work in the fashion industry, so that's why I moved to Toronto. Um, I'll be going to school. Yeah, fa- you're from Vancouver. I am from Vancouver. Oh! Oh my god. Okay, I know we're going to get into the topic in a second with your story, but um, just because this feels like a full circle moment for me, I was like 21 when I moved to Toronto from Alberta, and you're 21 and you've literally been in Toronto like two weeks. How does it feel... I feel like I'm your spiritual guide. How are you doing? Um, It's been a lot of fun. Everyone's been super nice. Um, I've never lived in a big city before. I'm from the suburbs, so just outside of Vancouver. Right. But But it's been good. You're adapting well. You've been partying a lot. Lots of partying. Um, I got attacked by a homeless person. That was interesting. I also (laughs) fell down a flight of stairs at a karaoke bar. And she hit an ATM at the bar. (laughs) And you've been like already, this is what puts me to shame. I'm supposed to be like the hip girl who's 30 and lived in Toronto all these years and can tell you all the best places to hang out. And you're like telling me of all the cool bars and secret bars and clubs. And I just feel like a hundred years old when we talk. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> she was like, I'm not going to deny that. You are kind of old. All right, that's fine. Also, you're a big Justin Bieber fan, which is something you told me, and I thought that was really funny. You know what? I love Justin Bieber. I'm not his biggest fan. I don't know why you keep bothering me about that. But yeah, no, his new single, Yummy, is really good. Yummy. All right. Cool. Great. She wasn't even paid to say that. She just feels that way. Okay. So uh, the episode topic is about feuds and frenemies. And you have a story about a friend that did an act of betrayal. Take us there. Okay. Well... So in high school, we were 15 years old. My best friend at the time. Ah, no, she's still my best friend. Anyways. You're still close. Very close. Okay. Um, We would hang out every day. She'd come over all the time. I'd go to her house for family dinners. We were very close. What's her name? Her name... Just the first name, if you want. Is Emily. Emily. All right. Um, So Emily... As a friend to me, she was very free-spirited. She was one that got me into drinking. She was kind of a bad influence, but I always followed, because I'm a yes girl. I just, I'm like, okay, sure, I'll do it. Okay. So anyways, um, I also have two older brothers. Um, Emily has always told me that one of my brothers in particular is really good looking. Oh no, the 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 middle one or the oldest one? The middle one. I'm the youngest. How much older is your brother? Um he's 2 years older. So he was 17. Yeah. She's okay. All right. Um and I'll paint the picture in your head. So Matthew <clears throat> is tall, blonde, muscular, blue eyes, just like a a good-looking guy. He sounds yeah, he sounds like he'd be in the sound of music. Yeah, exactly. Some sort of German guy or something. Yeah, yeah, German. Um, And he loved to talk to my friends. Oh, gross. (laughs) You said that with such a look. Yeah. Um, So I guess one day I got invited to go to a bonfire, what we would have on the beaches, and I couldn't go. And I told my friend Emily about it. And she was like, oh, I'm going to go. That sounds like fun. And I'm like, great, have fun. Anyways, my brother was going as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, they go to the bonfire. They hang out, apparently. There's drinking involved. And she decided that she hooked, wanted to hook up with my brother. Oh, boy. Um, and she didn't ask me. That's not good. Also, didn't tell me about it. Oh, no. I found out through um, uh, one of our friends who had saw them leave together. Oh, God. You heard about it through the grapevine. Yeah. Okay. I did. Now, when you say hook up, like, did, like, did they have sex or just a makey out or what? Um, they didn't have sex, but... Oh, okay, I understand. They just did lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and I found out at school on the Monday, and I went to Emily's class and was like, I need to talk to you. And then I confronted her, because, you know, it could be a lie. And she was like, 
No, I didn't do it. She lied to you. Yeah. She now, did. can I ask you, when you heard the news initially, how did you feel? Did you feel like. Because, I mean, it's not like. I mean, he's your brother. He's not a boyfriend. He's like, was there a weird ownership feeling? I have no siblings. For sure. Definitely like an ownership feeling. Um, It was just really annoying because I felt like I couldn't bring her over to my house anymore because it would be really awkward as like a 15 year old would think. Yeah. So I was just furious Um, and I didn't want to be her friend anymore. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Because we had this discussion, like, she's, in theory, if I ever hooked up with her, I'm like, no, you're not allowed. Oh, you had told her in the past. Yeah. He's off limits. But he's now forbidden fruit. Okay, so she denied it. Yep. (laughs) She's taking a swig of water. She needs to calm down. She's really stressed out. (laughs) I'm bringing back a lot of painful memories. Anyway, she denied it, so I had to ask around and figure out what the truth was. I asked my brother and he had told me the truth. So that even made me even more mad. Cause you Who think... were you more mad at? Him or her? Um, I was more mad at, well, both of them equally. Like, I wasn't talking to both of them. Hmm. Yeah. So anyways... What was um, your brother's response? Was he apologetic or was he just like, get over it? He was like, get over it. Ooh. Yeah, he was Ooh, I'd apologetic. Be mad. I'd be so mad. Yeah, it got to the point where my mom got involved as well. Whoa. Because she knew we were fighting, and then she was like, what happened? And I told her, and I started crying to her, and she got so upset at my brother that he apologized. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so when I found out the truth, I texted Emily and was like, hey, I know you lied to me. Um, I'm really upset. I don't want to talk to you right now. Hmm. And she just, you know, called me and apologized. I'm so upset. She's like, I'm so sorry. I know you said that, like, in the past, um, I that he's off limits and I betrayed you. And I'm really sorry. So, you know, I was like, I don't care. I'm really upset. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... I remember she showed up to one of my classes a few days later and was like, please talk to me. And I was like, no, I don't want to talk to you. And it was very dramatic high school drama. How long did you not talk for before you started talking again? I think it was about three weeks. Mm. And then I was like, this is stupid. I miss my friend Emily. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Did you feel like they could be star star-crossed lovers? Like maybe they were meant to be together? Or do you think there was just a, a horny hookup? Um, I definitely think it was just a horny hookup. Okay, fair enough. Imagine if they like stayed together and it was like love. Well, then that would be kind of fun, but still kind of weird for me. Sure. So you guys are still friends. Yeah, we are. Oh my god. So that's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like quite a friend of me. It's just uh when a friend does something that that just hurts, it's too close to home. Yeah, exactly. Wow. What have you taken away from that experience? Do you think you'd react the same now if it had happened and you're 21? Yeah, definitely. It would just make everything weird if one of my good friends hooked up with one of my brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, I like that you're equally mad at both of them. 
Yeah. That's interesting. Takes two to tango, so. Oh, that's what you've always said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite quote of yours. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Thank you for being on the show. I like this story. It's saucy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I've now learned that even though you've described your brother as a hottie, to stay away. (laughs) Yeah, And I will stay away. Okay. All right? You hear that, Matthew? You're not getting any of this. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Do you have anything you'd like to promote? Um, yeah, so I just started this Instagram account called Toronto Stalls. Um, basically, what I'm doing is taking photos of whatever funny quote, phrase, or writing I see on a bathroom stall. I'm just posting it. So anyone from Toronto wants to send some funny bathroom stall graffiti, send it to Toronto Stalls. Yeah, that's... You know what I love about this? Only a person who's a total party hound could have an account like this and keep it updated. So this is great. All right. Welcome to Toronto. Thank you. Bye. And that's it. That is the end of another episode of Truth Be Told, the podcast. The episode all about feuds and frenemies. Thank you for listening. Thank you all my longtime listeners who have stuck it out through all the hiatuses and breaks I've taken with this podcast. Thank you for listening for as long as you have being there through thick and thin. And thanks to all the new listeners. Thanks for giving this podcast a try. Please tell your friends if you enjoyed it. If you did not enjoy it, please keep that shit to yourself. The only feud I have right now is uh, uh, the feud that I am having with my immune system as I try to feel less sick. But recording this today did make me feel a lot better. So, yay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Time to do some more thank yous. Uh, I want to thank all the guests on this episode of the podcast. Thank you to RJ City, Elena Riach, Nicole Passmore, and Laura Olson. Thanks, guys. You were great. Thank you to Matthew Reed, who made the music for this podcast. Thank you to Catherine Fogler, who did the podcast photography. And to Kurt Furla, who did the graphic design on that podcast photography. Thank you to Michael Mangiardi and Cody Crane. They are the two boys at the Sonar Network who get this podcast out into the world. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you to Trevor Pullman. He is my partner in crime in the editing room. He helps me push all the buttons and make this thing sound good. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. My handle is at Mullo. That's L-I-N-D-S-O-M-U-L-L-O. Please, please keep tuning in. And uh, I hope you have a fabulous week. And uh, mwah, 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 mwah. Okay? Fix your feuds. Be friendly. That's a better way to live your life. Bye-bye!
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 